Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. And with that, the Lord be with you. Well, um, we've been going through Mark, and now we're kind of jumping to John. Last week, Spencer um, started us off there, and uh, this week we're continuing. The passage for today is from John 6, where we start off with um, Jesus starting the, the great I am statements, the first one where he says, I am the bread of life. And what we'll see today is basically that we all have this common and familiar temptation to look to other breads to quell our hunger, but that we're invited into this mystery of how an incarnate God becomes real food for those that hunger. And friends, the good news that we proclaim today is that our deepest hunger and thirst is satisfied as we feed on Christ, the bread of life. This is good news from the Lord. Amen. A lot of you know that um, I've gone into this new season over the summer where I've started another job at Starbucks. Um, The purpose being that I'm participating or going to be participating in this program that they have where I can finish my college degree. Um, I want to become a counselor. It's something I've always wanted to do. It's something that I started off wanting to do um, and then have been with my kids just working part-time jobs. So something I've waited for a long time for. Um, And as I've started this job uh, this summer, I've noticed a few things coming up for me that have been (laughs) piquing my interest and have been interesting uh, Kairos moments, you could say. Uh, So I typically work about four days a week, and what I'm realizing is that I, uh, I will have one of two types of days during the week as I'm working. So day one example, I'm driving to work and I'm just feeling super energized, physically energized. I'm excited for the future and the possibilities. Um, I'm anticipating moving into something that I have felt called to, that I, you know, I find myself reading books about just counseling issues and things like that, naturally just on my own time. Um, And I just have a lot of joy. Like the people that I work with are amazing people. They're fun to work with. Like on the radio, it should be playing, I'm walking on sunshine because I'm just driving in feeling great, you know? Um, Traffic is amazing. I get there five minutes early, which I absolutely love being early to things and not late. (laughs) Uh, And the day just goes really smoothly. Um, You know, I feel like, okay, I'm starting to get the hang of things. There is a ton of things to learn at Starbucks. I have a whole new appreciation for baristas, for sure. Um, And so I'm just feeling really, really amazing. Day two example, I'm driving into work. It's raining, so traffic is very slow. Um, I get in, I rush in, they put me in the drive-through window, and immediately I start making mistakes. I'm handing out the wrong drinks to people, People are driving off without their credit cards. Uh, I'm getting all flustered. And after 15 minutes, they pull me out of the window. Like, hey, Deb, we're just going to put you back where you know what you're doing. They didn't say that, but that's how it felt. Uh, So it was embarrassing. But, um, you know, it was just that kind of day. And, like, later on, I'm brewing coffee. I forget 
like I accidentally leave the spout open. So pour, coffee's like pouring all over. Uh, so get through the day, I get home, I'm just like physically exhausted and go to check my email. And I get this email that Ella's high school registration is next week and I realize that's one of the days that I'm working and so I won't be able to take her. And these are the kinds of things I've always done with my kids. Um, and I love doing these things with my kids. And I'm so disappointed that I won't be able to do this with her. So I'm feeling anxiety over like, am I ever gonna figure out this job? And I'm feeling mom guilt over the fact that I'm not able to do the things that I've normally done with my kids. Um, and also just feeling a lot of doubt over this decision to take this job and to move in this direction. Um, feeling like, holy cow, what have, what have I gotten myself into? Uh, type of feeling. Um, but really just feeling awful, you know? And I realize I often react out of the story of if I am feeling anxiety or if I'm feeling bad, something must be wrong here. Something must be wrong that we've got to fix. Even though the next day is better and I'm back to feeling fairly good. I'm back to feeling great. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the phrase, um, feelings make great servants but terrible masters. Like, that's totally me <laughs> in this moment. Um, in all of this, I'm realizing my hunger is for finding a place where I finally feel secure and safe. You know, I, I, it's so easy for me to doubt and to think and rethink and question and, you know, all, in all of this, the hunger that I'm looking for is this guidance, this orientation, this, this assurance that I'm on the right track, you know? And in that hunger, the bread, quote unquote, that I'm looking to is whatever my feelings are telling me in the moment. So I let my feelings tell me if I'm safe or secure. I let my feelings tell me um, you know, who I am in that moment, what I'm doing in that moment. That's the bread that I think I need for my life is just good feelings. Um, so help me feel better feelings. Like I want to feel less anxiety. I don't want to feel more assurance. So I've just been realizing like that's my bread this week. This, this whole passage has spoken so much to me in that. That's the bread that I'm feeding on. That's the truth that I'm looking to um, to tell me, you know, about myself, about my situation. Uh, and when I'm doing this, I'm going back and forth and back and forth, just like I described earlier. It's, it's never a permanent um, sort of fix for me. I'm always hungry again. I'm always needing more and more of this bread to, to feel satisfied. And I'm tempted to just quit. You know, even with the sermon this week, you know, I'm feeling like, oh, this has been a super busy week. Um, you know, I'm not feeling good about my sermon. And so pff, let's just forget it. Like, I'm not going to preach anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to preach. I'm going to quit my job. I'm just going to go back to where I was because that'll make me feel better, you know. But friends, the good news today to me, to you, to us is that our deepest hunger and thirst is satisfied as we feed on Christ the bread of life. We all have this deep hunger 
various hungers, a deep spiritual hunger. And anytime we look to another kind of bread to satisfy or to orient us, we're always waking up hungry again. And for you, it might be different. It might not be this sense of security, but it's, it's any of those things that we look to, to to make us feel full. So secure or like we have a place, like we belong, like we matter, like we're significant, um, like we're making a difference in the world, like we're enough, any of those kinds of things. Everyone has a hunger for those kinds of things. And the problem isn't that we're hungry. It's that the kind of bread that we're eating to, to satiate that hunger, you know, the, the bread we're eating reveals something about our appetites. And in our story today, the people were looking for a physical kind of hunger, or for a physical kind of bread for their hunger. And Jesus is trying to make this spiritual connection in that. He's saying, here standing before you is the eternal bread of life, available to satiate and quench your deepest hunger. So just yesterday, Uh, in the story, he fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. And the people were, were incredibly hungry. They were, I mean, what we'd call it today that they were food insecure. They were constantly thinking about where am I going to get my next meal? So the food supply was always on their mind. But they were looking to Jesus almost like a food truck, like food on demand. And it says that they're going out to look for Jesus and, and they find him on the other side of the lake. And it's almost like, I had to laugh with this because it's almost like, you know how like if you're looking for someone and you know that they're going to be in a certain place, but you don't really want them to know that you were looking for them. And so you show up and you're like, hey, fancy meeting you here. This is amazing. <laughs> it's almost like that, you know, it's like this awkward kind of moment. Um, I mean, perhaps they, they thought they had missed the meal. So they're like, when did you get here? Did we miss it? Um, but Jesus brings some truth to the situation. He's like, guys, you're not looking for me. Um, not because you saw the signs that I performed. Not because of those things, but that you, because you ate the loaves and had your fill. But it's not because of the signs that you saw. The people didn't, didn't really care to be bothered by seeing who he was or, or what he wanted to do. Uh, they just wanted more bread. They had this incredible miracle of food um, that he's saying was a sign. It's a sign pointing to something greater. It's a sign that is um, revealing something. So they had experienced this miracle, but they had failed to see the sign. It would be like, um, like if you're driving on a road, you know, and you stop at the sign and think that you had arrived in the, at the destination. So if you're coming home and uh, you see a sign on the road that says Indianapolis, 98 miles, you pull off onto the side of the road, you get out and you're like, guys, here we are. We did it. We arrived. You know, no more traveling. Like we don't do that, right? We continue on. We see the sign and we continue on past it towards where it's pointing. But this is what the crowds were doing. They were thinking that the sign, the multiplication of bread, was the destination, instead of continuing on toward what the sign was pointing to, which was that Jesus 
is revealing that he is the bread of eternal life. So it's meant to lead to true food, but they're focused on this physical bread alone. And he's trying to put them on the right path, um, but it's like they just don't quite get it. Have you ever had that kind of conversation with someone where you're talking about someone, but they're just quite, like they think you're talking about this, but you're really talking about that, and you're just missing each other, you know? He's like, don't work for food that spoils, but for food that, that endures to internal life. He's saying, I see your hunger. I see it, and I'm ready to satisfy it right here, and I'll give it to you. I'll give all of it to you. But they're confused, and they don't quite understand, and they're like, well, what work? Like, what work? You know, what must we do to do the works of God? And he's saying, all you got to do is believe. All you got to do is believe. And so they're like, well, what sign will you give to, so that you can prove to us so that we can believe? Which is funny because they just had this incredible miracle and they're asking for another sign, another miracle. So they're going back and forth with this and Jesus is trying to bring clarity to them, but they're just not quite getting it. And finally, at the end, he says, clearly and plainly, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The food that endures is Jesus himself, is what he's saying. He's offering the people himself, which is divine union with God. It's mutual participation in the life of the Trinity, because God's desire for us is to be one with him, to share himself fully, completely with us. It's kind of like when you're eating bread. When you eat bread, you put it in your mouth, you chew it, you swallow it, and it becomes one with you. So he's trying to change their mindset from bread that passes in a few hours to bread that's everlasting. And for me, I can, I can relate to just wanting the bread. You know, sometimes I just want to feel better. I just, I, like, I don't want to process what's going on. I don't want to dive under the surface. Like, I just want to feel better. Just give me the bread and I'll be better. I don't, I want to stop feeling the way I'm feeling. I want to stop struggling like this. Um, I oftentimes just want that kind of fast food fix instead of, of, of receiving this, this gift that God is giving me, which is an unending gourmet meal. So I want that quick fix and that, those easy answers instead of entering into this mystery of receiving the bread of life. But friends, our deepest hunger and thirst is satisfied as we feed on Christ, the bread of life. So in every situation, in each day of our lives, we choose the bread that we'll eat, whether it's perishing or imperishable. And for me, it's very much a process of working it out right now. It's a journey of pausing when I have a feeling and asking myself, what is this? What's going on? What is this hunger that I'm really looking for? And how does the bread of life want to satisfy that? So it oftentimes is me driving into work, feeling the anxiety and realizing, okay, there it is again, that hunger that I have for assurance, for security, for safety. But the truth is coming back to the truth of the bread of life. I don't get that from, from uh, my feelings. 
My feelings come and go. They change all the time. I get that from Jesus. And so instead of looking to my feelings for that assurance, I can reorient myself to Jesus and say, okay, bread of life, come and feed me in this moment. So keeping my feet shuffling in that same direction is a discipline for me in those moments. Letting go of that control, you know, of, of trying to get my feelings to be a certain thing, feel a certain way, and turning to the eternal bread of life and letting him speak truth into me, saying, you have everything you need. I'm with you. I'm guiding you. Your significance, your security, it doesn't come from a job or school or anything like that. It comes from who I am and who I say you are. And I say you're enough. You belong. And you have everything you need. I don't think we can talk about this without also talking about communion. That's why we come to communion every Sunday so that we can continually be feeding on Christ, on his presence, on that mystery, where we can come and remember and hear and speak over to each other as well who we are, who God is for us. The bread of communion is meant to satisfy a different hunger, and the cup of communion is meant to satisfy a different thirst. Jesus himself is the bread. And we're meant to be one with him, to rely on him for everything. St. Augustine says, Christ is the bread awaiting hunger. And the Eucharist is telling us that God is the food, and all we have to do is provide the hunger. When, you, when I hear it like that, I'm like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> That's so easy, because i got a lot of hunger that I don't know what to do with. So I just want to encourage us today, like, let's let Jesus be a different kind of bread that teaches us what really satisfies. Friends, the good news today is that our deepest hunger and thirst is satisfied as we feed on Christ, the bread of life. So what does this stir in you? What comes up for you? What bread are you trying to get to meet your hunger? What other breads do you look to? Maybe it's things like security and finances. Maybe it's um, affirmation of a job that feels important or having connections with certain friends so that you feel like you belong, like you have a place. Maybe it's achieving goals according to your timeline. Maybe it's having life go smoothly and according to your plan. I want to say, too, that Sometimes he feeds us in different ways than what we had in mind. Sometimes I think, God, I need you to feed me like this because I think I know, I know what's going to help me to feel better and feel full. But sometimes he feeds us in different ways. But he sees our hunger and he wants to meet us there. So in your booklets, if you guys want to grab those, I'd love for us to just respond in prayer together, as we usually do. There's a prayer there that says, in the midst of my hunger for, and you can fill in whatever's coming up for you. 
And then it says, today I choose to feast upon you, Jesus, the bread of life, who's always available to me. And then we'll say, Lord, in your mercy, and we'll pray with you and say, hear our prayer. So let's just have a moment of silence, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. And I'll start us off in prayer, and let's respond together. And then later on, we'll, we'll come to the table for communion as well. So let's have a moment of silence and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. <clears throat> 